The McCartney McAlphabet, part two. So next up on the agenda, we're jumping to 1986. Another, and remember, this is A. We probably should have mentioned this at some point in the episode again. We're still on A, <laughs> in case you're wondering why we're jumping to all these songs. Uh, but the next one uh, is Angry. This is a song, I mean, again, I don't know what you think about this one. I mean, I know we talked about it briefly. Um, I didn't realise until relatively recently that the band on this is uh, Macca, Pete Townsend and Phil Collins. Um, I didn't until you until you mentioned it, yeah. Yeah, and, you, and that combined with the fact... So this is a song from Press to Play, which is an album that gets a lot of negative press to play. Mm. Um <laughs> <laughs> but um but it's uh, a good title i think it's a good title or it's good instruction you know it's good it's yeah press to play okay good if i you don't you don't need to tell us that paul we work that one out i think but um <laughs> but this song is one of the least like the very 80s you know produced sound of that album um and i wonder if when this eventually gets maybe a remaster again like a you know because obviously the first remasters of the 1993 that was very you know they were using like a amstrad Sinclair Spectrum or something to make it work, probably. But yeah, this is like a sort of song that if you've heard it live with a good band, it really, I don't know, it's got it's got the aggression to it. I think the thing that lets this song down, and this is one of the things with uh, Macca's lyrics, I think it's all going fine, but it's the use of the word claptrap. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, you know, you're angry, but you're using the word claptrap. That's really like a sort of like... <laughs> An old lady who doesn't want to swear, who says, oh, fudge it, you know, and it's like, yeah. that for me, because I've read more recently as well, He's it was kind of written with Thatcher in mind. It had that sort of thing about what was going on at the time. And, the, yeah. and it is a very good line, the first line that opens it, which I didn't write down, but, um, you know, it's what got a real good... What the hell gives you the right to tell me what to do with my life? Is it yeah, that one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great, really yeah. big statement thing. So you've got that, and then he says, you know, all this claptrap or whatever, you're like, oh, <laughs> Paul, you vet yourself down. I think if it said bullshit or if it said, you know, something a bit more aggressive, it would not yeah. make you feel that it was insincere. Because I think, again, it's that thing people assume Macca's sort of doing a character thing. as another character story mm. song. He doesn't really feel angry. But it was inspired by something specific. So if he'd maybe not held yeah. back 
I mean, it's just that one word, I think, would change the whole thing for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, once you realise it's Pete Townsend and Phil Collins, and I'm not a big fan of Phil Collins, I'll be honest with you. Um, <laughs> a friend of mine describes his face as looking like an angry knee, which I think is quite quite a good image for Phil Collins. But, you know, Pete Townsend, I mean, he's, the playing's great on it. You know, it's a good... And, and also what's great is, like, Phil Collins is not... You'd think of this period, 80s drummer Phil Collins, it'd be all... You know, in the air tonight. It's not horrible. too, yeah. It's not too, yeah. It's sort of straightforward, isn't yeah. it? Um, have you heard the like alternate version? I have. On, yeah. uh, I think it's floating around on YouTube. I quite like that. I think I I prefer it in a way. Well, it's, it's, I think it, for me, it's a bit more eightiesified, and it was the B side for Pretty yeah. Little Head, I believe it was, and there was a different mix, mm. a different producer, and this song was written with Eric Stewart. There's a number of songs around this yeah. time. The guy from Ten CC. Um, and you can hear a lot. In fact, there's a song we're talking about later where you can hear a real influence of his. And he sort of said that he was quite angry because the version that you're saying about, which was the B-side, he felt was more getting yeah. the feel of it. And then it got overproduced and went a different way. Um, but in a way, I mean, I do like the other version, but it's a bit more 80s. I think the brass stuff that's going on, the sound, you know, I think if you go back yeah. to the stripped down version, I just think it could do with everything being turned up a bit more and changing claptrap for something that's a bit more... <laughs> genuine what you know he, at this point he's 43 in case you want to know what the age was you know by that stage if you want to say bullshit or whatever it might be you yeah. know do it do it yeah why well, don't you know we're not going to judge you paul so i yeah i think that's the thing because take that out listen to the rest of the lyrics i think it's got it sounds real to me it sounds in fact if you compare it to there's um i've had enough on uh, london town mm. which is another song about anger or what you know yeah. that one although i like it it's more insincere. It's a it's a it's a song yeah. that was written for a pop song. This actually yeah. um, has that feel to it. It was quite interesting. I don't know if you noticed the two different versions have a different scream at the beginning. Mm. <laughs> if you listen yes, to the, I did the, notice yeah, that. Yeah, so, I did. Yeah. So, like, but actually, I, you know, if I was choosing, I'd choose the out. Maybe maybe the album scream, but the maybe like you're saying, maybe you could have the B side version of the song. I don't know. Yeah. But. But yes. I, funnily enough, I, I was walking to pick my son up from nursery today, listening yeah. to that, as you do, <laughs> and I'd, I'd been listening to the, the other version, and I mm. thought, oh, as we're going to be talking about this version, I'll give it another listen. Yeah. And um, yeah, I did. that's the first thing I picked up on, was it's a better scream. Mm. <laughs> he sounds angrier, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, I don't, look, I don't dislike the song, like, mm. but not by a long shot. But it's just fine for me. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I don't the whole like hate for press to play. I don't actually hate the eighties. You know, I, I no. mean, it's, some of the eighties is absolutely awful. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but like as an album that was written in the eighties, it was good. It's not like yeah. it was released at the time and the you know and everyone went, this is two eighties. <laughs> no. They were in Rolling it. Stone the, loved it. Rolling Stone gave it a great yeah. review, and Rolling Stone was sort of traditionally a bit anti macca but it, well, maybe not exactly. so exactly. So yeah, yeah, they really loved it. And you know, when I first heard it, because I had it on like cassette, this was probably not that long after it was released, but probably like early nineties. Um, and I really liked it when I was a kid. I re I like Good Times Come In, Feel the Sun. I I, I like the sort of impact yeah. of it. I didn't really question the eighties production. Um, and and I think it's one of those albums that I go in and out of whether I like it or not. You know, um, and I know it's one that gets a lot of negative press. And if if you're going to choose between this and mm -hmm. Back to the Egg, Back to the Egg every time, I think for me. Oh yeah, every just time because it's the feel and the songs and everything. But you know, like you say, yeah, this song's a, a fine one. 
But I think if you is, I think what happens when you listen to any of these songs in isolation, you start to view them a bit differently, actually. Because I think when you listen to an album, yeah. you know, it has a through line, even if it's not intentionally. And the way songs leading to other songs really affect how you feel about it. So, like, for example, At the Mercy, I think where that's placed in that album quite early on, it sets the yeah. feel of the album. Um, and so this song, you know, if you take it out on its own, and like I say, if you maybe give it a different mix with the musicians that it's got on it, you know, there's some lovely walking bass, like rock bass going on there that really, mm. really works. The stuff Pete Townsend's doing really works. Um, it w- could be seen to be better. But, yeah, for me, it's just the, it's the lyrics. It's that slight sort of holding back. You know, you can't write a song called Angry and, and then, censor yourself. You just start to sound yeah. a bit, you know, <laughs> twee, I yeah. suppose, which is, yeah, what makes it not work so good for me. Um, but Yeah, I think for, for me, the scream and then that first line, it's a, mm. it's a fab opening line, what gives yeah. you the, what the hell gives you the right, and, you know, the use of mm. hell, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, go on, Paul, go on. <laughs> go on, and go then, for yeah, it. <laughs> and then, yeah. Yeah. And then I had read that, what you said about it kind of, he was wound up about Thatcher and what she was oh. doing at the time. Yeah. And I think he even mentioned like cruelty to children and just things like that, getting, you know, yes. getting up his nose. You don't really yeah. get any of that from no. the lyrics then, do you? It's, it's yeah. just, yeah, as you said, a, a bit safe and a bit, yeah. I don't know. It, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, Paul. You can, you can do better. But um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, really, I think. And I just think it's that lyric thing. I know there's a, um, and we'll probably talk about this in another episode, but there was a poet that he worked with when he was working on the Off the Ground album to give him sort of assistance with lyrics because he just wanted a bit of a different view. And yeah. uh, so they're working on uh, Come On People, for example, and it's, it's something like we've got a future and it's coming in. And the guy said, we're charging in, give it, give it something a bit more mm. aggression, aggression. And I think that's what this song just needed. It just needed to not be like an old lady sort of holding back slightly, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Crap, crap, who uses the word claptrap? I mean, really, it's just, you know, even crap would be better, but claptrap, it's just like, <laughs> hmm, right, okay. That's probably the point you turn off. Well, I'm not really sure about this, you know. But, but, but yeah, so it's okay. It's all right. It, when you listen to it yeah. a bit more, you like it a bit more, but, you know, not one of the best. No. Which brings us on to something completely different. Yeah. I'll let you, I'll let you introduce. Well, this is Appreciate, which is a song I do very much appreciate. Um, <laughs> like what you did there. Nice link. Yeah, nice, Go, yeah. gotta be done. Effortless. <laughs>
Yeah, taken from taken from the album New, which I mean, God, I just don't even know where to begin with that album. So <laughs> released in 2013. Yeah. How can you just come out with an album mm. so fresh? Yeah, yeah. And contemporary sounding mm. and just. I don't know, indie, alternative, kind yes. of everything they hadn't really done. Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> until I remember that point. I remember specifically, like, the song, the single new was dropped very, very suddenly. And I remember pretty much seeing that day, oh, he's got a new single coming out and hearing it. And I mean, obviously, it refers to, it's very Beatlesy, but like the melody mm. and the choice and the rhythms going on it and the sort of, it's really out there. And it's apparently because he went, I want to put this song out. It's the summer. I want to do it. Let's do it. Let's do this. Mm. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's an interesting album. But this is a, this is an interesting song, um, and yeah, it's, it's very unlike anything else he's done. I'd say. Yeah, I like you know that he's he's working with Giles Martin as mm. a producer, obviously uh, son of George Martin. Yeah. Um, I don't need to tell anyone that listening to this podcast, but you never know. <laughs> My mum might be listening, so there we go. You mom. never know. That's a little yeah. bit of. Bit is of your mum a big you. fan of Appreciate? Does she like this? Uh, this. <laughs> Sort of slightly sort no, of trancey thing. I, I think, you know. no, she would probably be the one of the ones that goes to the toilet or the bar if he played this <laughs> at a concert. But she would love yeah. to go and see a Macca in concert. He's it's on like, her wish list. Play Pipes yes, of she... Peace, that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would almost go as far as to say that Appreciate is possibly my favourite off that album. Right, okay. I do really like New as well. I find this yeah. one, I don't quite know if I, I go in and out of it, really. And I, mm. I think this is the thing I was saying about, like, um, more so with this sort of period, you get the whole noise wars thing. People talk a lot, people who are into music and production, yes. about how a lot of albums uh -huh. are, are so compressed now to hit a certain sort of expectation yeah. that you get tired when you listen to it. And I, and I think, yeah. um, and I remember actually with the Take It Away guys, they talked about with uh, Memory Almost Full, it's better to listen to the vinyl one because that had to be, remastered that had to be mm. mixed differently and it's a lot sort of less tiring and yeah. i think again for me with this song it's like if i take it on its own i i really like it but i think maybe by the point it comes in on the album i just get a bit tired and i, I think i don't like it i think i want to skip it but it's not but on its own um yeah, it, yeah it's 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 really and I think there was an interview around the time where he played it to someone like a journalist, you know, and it says in the interview he plays this thing with like this sort of, you know, it's clearly appreciate and the and the journalist like, oh, this is really interesting, you know, mm. something he hasn't done. Um, maybe as well for me, I think this song might be slightly tempered by the video, um, which <laughs> is if you've not seen the video, this is the time when you pause the podcast and you search appreciate Paul McCartney video robot, and then you'll find. Quite a bizarre. I mean, what do you think of the video? If you don't know, it's it basically Maka dances with a robot from the future in this song. Yeah, <laughs> as if uh, it kind of starts as if I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. As if this robot is going to a I don't know human museum or something, and like Maka is there. It's the Museum of Man, it. isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Museum yeah. of Man. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Newman, the robot. I I uh, read yeah. up about this uh, last night actually. That it just. And he didn't even dream it, did he? He just kind of woke up in the morning and it, and it popped into his head. Yeah, like, yeah. oh. Like imagine. an acid flashback from the 60s. Yeah, <laughs> a giant robot to dance with. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. You know, I mean, I think it's quite cool that they got the, you know, like the, the guys that did the puppetry for War Horse. Yeah. In, um, to do this. To create. Uh, the, yeah. To, yeah. That's quite cool. 
He's got better contacts I... in his phone than I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, music video aside, because I'd only actually watched that quite recently. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's quite indie sounding and I like that. Mm. I, I don't think that song would be that out of place on the Fireman um, yeah, yeah. album. And I lo- uh, having sort of been a bit hard on this one, I really love um, particularly Electric Arguments. I think it's one of the best yeah. things he's done. The most relaxed, yeah. you know, experimental macker. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, w- it is that sort of thing. I think you're right. Definitely. Um, I just I tell you what I think. The, the thing for me is like I find, and I think you've said this to me before, like if this was released by someone else um, mm. that wasn't him, it would get certainly more plays, I think, and more, more success. But you've got that thing where you've got, so still this clearly shows, this is 2013 and he's like 70 now, you know, and he's still throwing out stuff like this, just easily jumping yeah. from sound to sound and style to, you know. And he does, and it's convincing. You know, the record is convincing. It does, like you say, it's like the fireman stuff. But you get this difficult thing where then, when you do a video like that, and you you see him, and Mac is someone I think who doesn't. You know, it's not like he was choreographed. It was like mm. one. You know, it's one of those things you go, "Oh, it's a good idea," but then you stick him there, and he's fine. But you just, it's a bit like the video for I don't know if you've seen the video for Hope for the Future, um, mm. which is around that time as well. And it's just a bit awkward. The video is a bit yeah. awkward. And I think, like I say, if this just was like an underground release. Without the Macca, you know, in front of it, you, you'd accept it for what it is. Maybe the video's just tempered it for me because I saw that quite early and it stuck with me. It's one of those things again where I'd be like, oh, I won't show people this. You know, I like this song, yeah. I won't show them this because they'll just no. see Macca dancing with a giant robot and they, they won't know how to deal yeah. with it. Yeah, I mean, they could have, you could have, you know, taken himself out of it a little bit like, um, mm. oh, what's the song off Egypt Station where he's got the boy, the young boy, uh, mouthing the words, walking oh, down the street. Uh, for um, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another interesting I'm point. Sure we'll, in I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll get to that when yeah. we get to it. But um, you know, or just get Johnny Depp in to do it again. He's yeah, yeah, alone, exactly. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's on his contact list again. So yeah, that's it. If you did that, you fronted it with someone else. It's like, yeah, it's definitely mm. that's so right. I think it would give it. It wouldn't give that sort of confusing. Okay, now I'm looking at a 70 year old man doing this, and yeah. it's not anything to do with what he's doing musically. If he was just, if you just saw him genuinely in the studio doing it, it'd be great. But it's that slightly cheesy video thing over the top where, you know, the puppetry is good and stuff, but it also makes him look tiny. There's a bit where he steps out yeah. of the museum. It's like tiny Macca, you know, put him in your pocket. It's kind of the sort of thing that all the haters, it would just give them an opportunity to roll their eyes. Oh, Absolutely. here he goes again. Yeah, you yeah. know, he's Dancing with a robot again, yeah. like he does. <laughs> Bloody idiot. Yeah, no, but they would, wouldn't they? And they wouldn't listen to the song. Yeah. They'd be too busy looking at, you know, Macadoo. And he's, I mean, he's just having fun, really, isn't he? He's just, and he's yeah. in his 70s. He can do what he likes, you know, really. Yeah, true. Um, but I don't know if you also he's read... Paul McCartney, so... Yeah, exactly. He can he's do, do, what do, do what he likes. That's what he says every morning into the mirror. I'm Paul McCartney. I do what I like. But um, they were going to do this uh, live using the puppetry. This was when he was doing his mm. Japan tour. I think 2014, but then he got ill. He had a virus and they cancelled a lot of the dates. So they premiered, I think, the video there and they were going to do this stuff with the puppet. And then they obviously decided to abandon it. But I'm, I'm kind of intrigued mm. as to what that would have been. I mean, yeah. and, I mean, so it's also a song, would it work live? I mean, it would work live if Macca was allowed to do solo Macca, as, as yeah. we will definitely talk about later, you know, mm. in another episode. You know, he didn't have to do the Beatles thing and I understand why he does. Yeah. But... In a Beatles set to like your mum, like you're saying, this is there 
and everyone's going to go to yeah. the bar because they don't really understand what's happening, which is a shame because it's a much better record than it would ever get the chance yeah. in that in that world. But yeah, but I, I did write down uh, bizarre stroke cringeworthy stroke awkward in relation to the video. That was my <laughs> that was my opinion on that. Um, yeah, so that's my yeah. Very, very, very random. Very, very random. But and also, we oh, really boring. I know most people who know him well would notice this. There's a couple of reversed shots in it, and Paul looks quite clearly right. different when it's reversed. So I'm quite surprised that yeah. they did that because it just makes him look a bit yeah. weird. <laughs> as weird, well. yeah, yeah. But yeah, Newman the robot. <laughs> Newman, yeah, I know. Did you know that it was Giles Martin's favorite yeah. song off the album? I saw that. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I liked reading how it was put together. You know, like with mm. the sort of chopping up you know tape loops of guitar loops and various sounds like that um it kind of brings back that experimental way used to work you know within the beatles you know cut and paste jobbies but then the result being something you could almost call trip hop in places you know i couldn't i couldn't call it convincingly though (laughs) this is a bit of trip hop here but not hip hop trip hop yeah i quite (laughs) like when his you know, if we're in like 2013, you know, his voice is starting to show wear and tear. Hmm. Yeah, he's doing that thing that he does really well in Egypt Road, where he, uh, Egypt Station, sorry, where he, um, you know, he just, he, he goes with it. He, yeah. You know, he's singing this, this particular song in a kind of hushed, almost whispered style that really suits the song. Hmm. Using and his voice as an instrument again. Yeah, you, use, yeah, yeah, you know, and you don't really kind of go, oh... Oh, it's a shame that his voice is declining because you don't notice because no. he's kind of working with it. And Yeah. And I think that's part of the main problem. We will definitely talk about this, but because he still does the Beatles stuff, you're expecting mm. a man who's now 78 to sing songs he sang in his early 20s. And while he can still do it better than a lot of people can, it's that's going to have an impact, you know, and particularly with male voices and how they change, mm. it, you know. But what he does now when he writes stuff like all the stuff on you, like all the stuff on McCartney three, he writes to fit his voice and and yeah. it shows and songs like this, I think are a really good example of, yeah, using it as an instrument like he was with arrow through me, you know, doing the same thing, mm. doing what is right for this song. And yeah, it's, it's cool that he, it's cool that he just even tries this stuff. I think, you know, he doesn't yeah, have I to. Like that. I like that he experimented with them. Um, Auto tune because he'd yeah. he'd read that Kanye West <laughs> did that, <laughs> and then he kind of went, "Yeah, no, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm yeah, not going to yeah. keep that in." Not on this but, one, you know. Least, just, yeah. yeah, you know. <laughs> I like you know that that willingness to try new things, and yeah. he obviously doesn't care that people because he must know how people perceive him, and he doesn't mm. care. He still does it anyway, which I think hats off to him. You know, absolutely, yeah, because. And most people would just, you'd be so intimidated by what people think of you in that view. And I remember, I think I remember reading him say something along the lines of, John would have loved your auto-tune, you know, he would have been all over mm. it. And, and mm. so it's no different to what they did before. So who says you stop experimenting when you, before you're 30, and then you make your choice, mm. you know, is, yeah, is you can do what he likes. And it's just the dancing with the robot. I'm not so sure about that, but who who am I to judge? Having never danced mm. with a robot. So, yeah, you know. I think... I seem very positive about this song, but one thing I will say that isn't quite as positive is it doesn't do an awful lot for me lyrically. Right. Feels a bit okay. like kind of just painting by numbers lyrically. Yeah. It just I, doesn't yeah, it doesn't do much for me. I think like the chorus bit, the the bit the other bit has got a bit more edge to it, but it's a bit mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's sort of I guess 
words are sounds really it's not really mm. going anywhere maybe that's partly why i'm not so sure about it sometimes mm. i mean this made it onto that pure mccartney um compilation as well so he obviously clearly likes it yeah um yeah. And, but i think actually i tell you what i think it is i i think i like it but i prefer the fireman to it i think all yeah. the stuff on that album to me is just great i was so pleased when that came out it was the most like experimental pool but commercial mm. but experimental pool that i'd seen in a long time um, but yeah, I think it's better. I think he's possibly, for mm. me, he's done that sound or similar to that sound better. Whereas on that, mm. it doesn't quite fit for me, but maybe it is the noise wars thing as well. Maybe it is that sort of, I don't know, who knows? You, you, yeah. Um, you, you can't like them all, I suppose, but I don't yeah. mind it. You like it. We, we can, we can live with that. That's okay. <laughs> I would be like after this recording going, God, I hate you, I should like to appreciate for God's sake. <laughs> I can't work with this person. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I guess that brings us on to... This one, the last one for this episode of A, is Average Person. And Macca certainly isn't one of them. I go around the houses with this one. I mean, largely, I kind of think it's crap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, overarchingly, that's the feeling I have from it. It comes from Pipes of Peace. Um, I mean, what's quite interesting um, is, uh, and it's very much a story song, but he wrote this in 1980. He demoed it with Wings. Um, and, and this is ridiculous. So he wrote this in 1980, okay? He was 38 then. So he was 27 when he wrote Another Day. This is 38. This is, you know, 11 years or whatever after it. It's, that's ridiculous, isn't it? That doesn't, that doesn't fit in my mind. But it's got Ringo on it. It's, got, it's produced by George Martin. It was, it's got Denny Lane on it still, even though it's not a Wings record. It was made in Montserrat at George Martin's studio. Um, but it was an, out, it was an off-take, an, out, an off-take, an outtake or an off-cut. That's what I'm trying to say. Not an off-take or an <laughs> out-cut uh, from uh, Tug of War. And so it was you know, recorded in 1980 or 1981 or whatever. Didn't get released to 1983. Maybe there was a reason for that. I don't know. Um, mm. it's, it's like, and he talks about, there's a quote where he sort of says, you know, it's a comedy song. Um, it's sort of, 
you know, again, it's a bit like Eleanor Rigby. It's him doing the character thing. I listened to the demo of it today, which I have heard before. I don't know if you've heard the demo for it. Um, it's on the Pipes of Peace um, more recent thing. And it's like him with the Rhodes, just singing it, playing it, and a bit of bass. And so it's a bit like a sort of McCartney 2 style version of it, a bit like mm. that. And listen to that today, I go, well, do you know what? If he'd just released this, if he'd done it this way, yeah. I think I would have liked it. It's again when you try, I think, and okay, yeah, it's George Marson, so it's a great producer. But when you, sometimes when they try to do a thing with it, and again, when you read about it, they basically treated it like a theatrical performance yeah. or song. And it is, it's a bit musical theatre. It's a bit, particularly the break after, you know, the thing about the, the, the you know, the woman in the film who didn't make it because, you know, someone mm. younger got the role. And then it goes into this whole, like, sort of musical theatre break. And yeah. we, you and I went, we were on a musical theatre course together, but we were really not into that. <laughs> so, I, yeah, so it's got all this stuff going on. It's got sound effects. It's got, like, you know, there's the fight, there's the boxer, you hear a punch, there's, like, the sound of... It's, there's a lot going on, and apparently he did the vocal, like, like it was like almost like a stand-up thing. He was just, you know, telling mm. the story. And he, he pulls mm. it off, but it just doesn't... And, in fact, the thing for me that I, I, I noted when I listened to it again... Is if this was a madness record, if this was a song by Madness, you know, you go, yeah, that's yeah, this is an all right Madness song, maybe not my favourite one, yeah. But again, because it's Paul McCartney, you go, oh, he's doing a bit of a sort of cloying, a bit annoying, a bit sort of cheesy. Oh, you yeah. know, I expect better. And so as a result, it, if it was Madness, it would be fine for Macca. For me, it just doesn't. I don't know. It's. It's just, a, in fact, I wrote down, and maybe this is why it didn't make it onto Tug of War. It's quite similar to ballroom dancing, um, but that's a better version, I think, for me. Mm. How, how do you feel about it? Well, funnily enough, you know, we mentioned, I think, when we were talking about Arrow Right Through Me, you know, yeah. what if the Beatles had stayed together or, you know, mm. been a thing in the 80s? I kind of feel like this could be 80s Beatles. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I get, I don't know if I like it or not. Uh, yeah. I kind of, I, I, I don't mind Pipes of Peace as an album. Mm. I know that's got a lot of negativity. Um, well, yeah. at the time and retrospectively, I don't mind it. I, in fact, that was one of the the more obscure Macca albums I came to when sort of doing more of a deep dive into his career, mm. um, because I'm a, a fan of Manic Street Preachers, and I know yeah. uh, James Dean Bradfield, the lead singer. A songwriter really writes that album and I came across an interview that he uh, did with him that was on YouTube and I kind of thought well that sounds really interesting of course I'd only heard the the Michael Jackson um, Say 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 which is good uh, which is good yeah really good so yeah I don't mind the sort of 80s vibe my main Mm. kind of bugbear and I guess we'll come to that if if we do uh, Pipes of Peace at the Mm. song uh, in the peas but um, which is (laughs) A bugbear of mine that, that Paul is guilty of at least twice or three times in his career is children singing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the song. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Anyway, uh, but we're not talking about that song, so I will. I'll just. <laughs> and there are no kids on this that. one, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> no, there are no Everyone kids was over on the age of eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I. It's sort of that goofy. 
Hmm. Kind of reminds me of Penny Lane, you know, where they've got like yeah. these three characters, not really related, but sort of telling the story of the three of them. What have you got? The like boxer and the, oh, what's the other one? Um, there's the actress and there's the, the, act- the fireman yeah. or something like someone with an engine, which yeah. again pretty much references Penny Lane, isn't it? It sort of yeah. starts with that. Yeah, the truck driver, the, the waitress yes. and the ex-boxer. And I like, I do like the line, you know, it, he's talking about, um, I had a feeling that he la- lacked the extra Little height, extra height, and he yeah. could have used, yeah, could have used a little extra height. Mm. You heard it right, mate. I, you know, he's trying to be a bit goofy. It, it doesn't come off as overly cringy to me, but yeah. I see what you're saying, <laughs> and he has done that kind of thing better. Yeah. I think that's probably it. And like I say, if you if you put Suggs singing it, I think I wouldn't question it mm. at all. Um, yeah. And like when you and you listen to the demo, and it's worth having listened to the demo. It, I mean, even when you listen to the record. It's a well-considered song. It's well-written. The story all matches up. It's got good images. Even like the thing about something about on the beat, it says, uh, I can't mm. remember, meeting the man on the beat. And then the rhythm yeah. changes at that point. It's, it's well thought through. I just, I don't know if it was necessary. <laughs> I know it's just like, I, I, you know, yeah, I, I just don't know. I just, I mean, again, if I could write a song like that, I suppose I would. And it's got Ringo yeah. on it, which which kind of blows my mind because I wonder how Ringo would feel about a song like that. Or does he go, oh, here's Paul. Here's Paul again doing what he does. But, you know, <laughs> it, it's oh, all right, you know. But, yeah, I mean, we, another thing we should raise at some point, I've not seen Ringo Starr since about that year, 1983, not wearing sunglasses. I don't think there's any photo or footage of him not wearing sunglasses <laughs> since then. You know, the world to him must look very dark. Yeah. Why? I mean, he gets away with it because he's Ringo. But gee, I mean, if I think if Paul yeah. walked around everywhere wearing sunglasses, you'd be like, "What are you doing, you dick?" Yeah. I mean, Ringo is a bit of a dick, but that's a, that's another story. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do, it's it's one of those songs where you go, "Yep, that all works." But I just don't really feel it. Just to, mm. it's yeah, it's not. I mean, and that's I guess what Summer Pipes of Peace has. I think there are better songs on it. I think Sweetest Little Show is a really good song on Pipes of Peace. Uh, yeah, the other me is another like really good song on that album. Uh, say 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 that you know the the Michael Jackson stuff gets a lot of stick, but this one for me is just a bit too, I don't know, a bit irritating. I guess I'm just a bit irritated by it. Mm. I don't, I can't really, I don't know. But if you like zany muck around sort of macker, I guess you like this sort of song. It's not you know it's not it's not terrible. I, do, I you know it's. And it's yeah, it's a bit Macca does musical theatre, I guess. And I mean, we'll hear mm. a bit of that when he when his "It's a Wonderful Life" comes out soon. But mm. I hope yeah. it's not like this. <laughs> I don't think it will be because the nature of that. I think that film matches very well with Paul McCartney. I can see that working. But yeah, I don't know. It's a bit. Again, this is one you wouldn't play to the people who don't like him. Yeah, because they wouldn't like him even more. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I did read a, a, a quote by um, George Martin where he's kind of explaining the process and how he sort yeah. of how he recorded it and lined up, you know, various mics as if they were doing some musical, you know, old time music hall. And he said, mm. you know, it, it was as if he was getting on the stage and going, "Well, I say, I say, I say," you know, yeah, yeah. And, and that kind of t- t- has come across. Yeah. But yeah, it's like you said, it's it's like he's playing the part of zany character, whereas. Yeah. 
it's more organic when he's done it in the past. Like yes. he's just shown his zany side, whereas here he's like, I'm mm. going to put that hat on now and be that character yeah. and it's going to be hilarious. And <laughs> It's almost a bit like yes. what he does, what they do in the Say 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 video, isn't it? The bit where you see like mm. Jackson and Macca with all the makeup on and stuff and spraying the water in the face. And that kind of works. So it, it And yeah, I mean, to his credit, if that's how they recorded it, if that was me... I mean, I'd feel awkward anyway, but if, you know, George Martin says, you're going to do it like a performance like that. I mean, he does it well. You know, it, it's convincing yeah. in terms of he doesn't sound uncomfortable with it. But yeah, like you say, it's a bit, it isn't organic. It doesn't have, the demo actually feels more organic, but it does something like, um, which wasn't released, but oh, what's it called? Return to Pepperland, uh, which I don't know if you've mm. heard. That yeah, for me, yeah. that's that same sort of thing, but I really like it. Um, this is a bit too... It's like a project, I think. It's like a project. It's a, it's, a, it's a sort of exercise, and it just falls a bit flat for me. I think. I do like the sort of again. Maybe that's what reminded me of of the Beatles. I don't tend to say that much with sort of anything post Beatles with Macca because I think he's maybe consciously <laughs> tried to avoid that. Yeah. But yeah, I do think it evokes something about that goofy Beatles stuff and the sort of harmonies. Yeah. Your mother should know. Throughout the that yeah, kind of yeah, that's that sort of thing, yeah. Mm. But yeah, I suppose I feel similarly about this as Angry, maybe. Right. Maybe I slightly prefer it to Angry. Maybe it's one of really? those ones that's, that's just fine. I don't know. I, for me, Angry would, would win over if they were fighting. Yeah. But because it's, yeah, I don't know. It's the, I mean, it brings you even onto like things like um, Maxwell Silver Hammer. Um which I know a lot of... I'd written that, I'd written that down, right. actually, is, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. and a lot of people really hate that song, and, you know, I can sort of understand. But at the same time, and also people seem to forget, it's actually a really dark song. It's a song about a murderer. Mm. It's all, it's all, it's <laughs> not, it's not what people, you know, people think, oh, Macca doing his thing. No, it's like he's killing everyone with a hammer. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. that, that's, but it, but done in this sort of slightly dispassionate, it's telling the story. Um, yeah. But you see, I think Maxwell Silver Hammer is a better version of this for me. Yeah. This is yeah. just a bit too, Definitely. too. I don't know. Yeah, it's it goes into a bit of McCartney that I know a lot of people don't like, and I'm maybe not so comfortable with it. Just you know, a bit, bit. Yeah, just irritating. I just find it a bit irritating. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, again, I would never be able to do something of that quality. But it's yeah. But do listen to the demo because yeah. the demo is a lot more. It's more organic. It's not so, you know, there's mm. not like all bells and whistles, literally, like that song has.
don't know. Um, I don't know what you. Uh, we haven't discussed this off air yet, off mic, mm -hmm. but um, it might be nice to have at the end of you know when we get to Zed first time round uh, a sort of uh, almost like a ultimate muck alphabet playlist that we maybe yes. could pop on Spotify or something. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and I'm just putting it out there now. <laughs> I don't think average person would make no. my playlist. <laughs> no, my, mine neither. Really, no. This is, no. I don't, I, maybe this one was a tax dodge. Everyone involved wanted to sort of credit that they'd been working that day. So, you know, because yeah. I went to Montserrat, for God's sake. But but the crazy, and again, sort of bringing this to a close in this first episode to a close, but there is like a saying about, you know, when he was um, writing Another Day, he was 27, and this was him at 38. Um, mm. So there's only 11 years between those two things. That, I mean, that's kind of, again, testament to what this man can do, that he fitted, fitted, is that the correct tense? Fat and fought, fought. He fought the whole of Wings into that period, you know, and all the different things that they did, you know, from like Band on the Run yeah. to like Back to the Egg. And then he's doing this sort of music hall thing. But what a lot to fit into all that time. I mean, it's just crazy, really. Um, you know, how, I mean, and that's, you know, I guess when you see books about the Beatles, a lot of them tend to go through the 70s and the, to 1980 and John dying. But after that period, a lot of it is less covered, which hopefully we'll be covering more with this. And so yeah. many people probably stopped buying his records maybe around this time or, you know, before like uh, Flowers in the Dirt or something. So they don't know Appreciate. They don't know Chaos and mm. Creation, which is such a great album, you know, um, maybe because of Average Person, I don't know. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's such a, you know, he'd done so much already at this point and he wasn't even 40, for God's sake. Oh, it's irritating. You know, I, I, as I say, I've just barely learned how to walk convincingly. And, I, you know, <laughs> and he's done all this. Bastard. I don't know why I like this man, actually. I'm starting to realise. Yeah. It just, he shows me up and shows all of us up, you know. But, but yeah, I mean, what a lot of that stuff to do. And a lot of, I mean, even just in these selections, such a lot of different stuff happening there. Um, but, yeah, so... So I guess that was A, wasn't it, really? Well, A, a Mark 1. We may come back. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there were some songs that didn't make the grade, the, you know, the really good ones. What would be your sort of honourable mentions that didn't make this episode that began with A? I think A Certain Softness. Oh, yeah. that's Definitely. Good. Yeah, that's, um, that's a nice one. That's uh, got a lovely middle eight, that song. Um, Alligator, there's one that we didn't make. Uh, like, is a, is a, I was yeah. going to say that, yeah. That's a great song. That's a really good song. And it's got a line that um, he talks about, but I, I refer to a lot in my mind. Everybody's busy doing better than me. That's his view, mm -hmm. you know, and that was genuinely, he wrote that apparently thinking about, oh, you know, I don't know, maybe thinking like David Bowie's more successful. And everyone's like, you know, mm. the idea, again, that we've said, you know, the idea that a man like this who can do so many things so effortlessly is sitting there thinking, oh, everyone's better than me. I mean, I guess it proves, you know, he's like all of us, he's all he's doing the same thing, but... But are they? I'm not doing better than you, Paul. <laughs> I'm not. I'm doing a podcast about you. You're not going to do a podcast about me, are you? For God's sake. <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> I might do. You never, you never know. You never know. Yeah. After the ball, that's another one I wrote down that I really like. Yeah. Back to the yeah. egg again. Another good one. But yeah. But maybe we'll do that next time we come around with A. I don't know. Um, 
We hope you've enjoyed this first experiment into the McCartney-McAlphabet. If you liked what you heard, um, join us again. But do tell us what you think. Tell us what you want us to talk about. We've got various social media outlets I've got written down here. Um, on Twitter and Facebook, if you type in McCartney ABC, you'll find us. Uh, and if you want to send us an email, paulmccartneyabc at gmail.com. Send us an email. Um, if you didn't like it, well, there's lots of other podcasts. So, you know, listen to them. <laughs> it's fine. Or send an email to someone else if you like. It's it's a good way of keeping contact with people. So, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, do let us know what you think and let us know what, you, what you'd like to hear from us. Um, and also check out that website, uh, the the com. It's a really good site for finding out sort of in-depth stuff about Macker and his recording process and everything. And just, yeah, even to find out, as you said, the age he was yeah. while writing all these songs, but I because I didn't know that. <laughs> and then you see it, just puts it into perspective, isn't it? It really does. <laughs> like... it, 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 but yeah, it re- I know these people aimed high, you know, and it was something, you know, like Buddy Holly died when he was 22, but... And none of them were 30 when the Beatles split up. But my God, I mean, to be considering your solo career post-Beatles at like 27, that's ridiculous, isn't it? Forgot He was barely an adult. <laughs> Sorry if you're 27 <laughs> and listen to this, but you are barely an adult too. I mean, we're, I think we're barely adults and we're like 40, so I don't know what's going on. But yeah, so that was the first one and it was, it was enjoyable um, for that's us good. at least. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you didn't enjoy, sorry, but not yeah. sorry actually. Yeah, you, didn't no. pay, you didn't pay anything, you know. You've not lost yeah. out. You've lost maybe an hour or so of your time, but you know, <laughs> it, it passes the time. But yeah, do let us know what you think on Twitter and Facebook and the like. And we'll be back next time with B. And I believe B will be another song selection, most likely. Uh-huh. We will do the bass at some point. That's like you said. That's got to have a whole episode. Um, That's got to have it. Yeah, definitely. Because I don't know if you know, but he's a bass player. I did. Funny enough, <laughs> before we started, and I, I wrote a sort of blog about it, and I thought, you know, you get the worry that maybe you haven't done enough research, and like you might start and you've done loads of stuff, and I've just got a post-it note saying he plays bass. You know, yeah. just he plays bass. You know, but no, I think we 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 I think we vaguely know our stuff. <laughs> We've certainly listened yeah. to it all anyway. But yeah, so if you learn nothing else, don't use the word claptrap. Don't don't use that <laughs> and. Uh, Maybe don't dance with a robot. I don't know. Well, unless it unless it was uh, created by the yeah. Warhorse team, yeah. then maybe you do. Then maybe maybe you'd be forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening to this, and hopefully we'll have you with us next time. Um, and I guess we should probably give a little bit of an idea. Uh, let's play something that you'll hear next time. When the moon lays his head on a pillow And the stars settle down for a rest Just do me one small favor I beg you, please play me my baby's request It's the song that we heard when we started now the birds have all flown from our nest But you could bring back memories Departed by playing my baby's request My baby said 
she knows how it goes, but you're the one that really knows. So come, I am. Just one more time, and then we'll go to bed. The McCartney McAlphabet is written and edited by David F. Gray and Clary Sadler and is inspired by and features selections from the music of Paul McCartney.